right now. Darren. You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach laughed at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Good morning, good afternoon, Ride Squad. Welcome to Football Friday. We are ready to go. So uh, buckle up and let's get ready for a great show. I'm Darren DuPont. For those of you that are watching and don't understand what's going on, Rod is still uh, traveling. He'll be back on the program Monday. So uh, enjoying a little bit of an extended long weekend. He's back, uh, got some uh, um, engagements he has to t- um, be a part of this weekend. I think a wedding. He's got some fun stuff going on. And he's back on the show Monday. So I'm Darren DuPont. If you're listening on the podcast or on WQEE, we say hello. Uh, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be listening from. Good morning. Good evening, if you're listening to the podcast a little bit later on in the day. Um, business to take care of. Again, 902-518-3033. Uh, load up the, the uh, text line right now for Progressive Insurance. 902-518-3033. We'll get your texts here on a football Friday. Going to be mostly football of both kinds today, uh, but mostly the CFL version of the game. Um, that's coming up today. We say good morning to everybody watching on YouTube. Carlos Legena was in very early with a happy football Friday. Um, regarding the poll question, which we'll get to in a minute, we'll save that comment. Um, Bill says the Argo pub is ready for tonight. Argos and Ticats continue week seven in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Wayne Grolo says happy football Friday, Rod Squad from beautiful Victoria, B.C. As we get the weather update, the clouds are parting. We got one heck of a storm last night rolling through uh, the lightning, the thunder, and then uh, the rainbow, which was unbelievable. Um, Really great and kind of a bit of a cloudy somewhat day. But as you can see, the sun's coming out. We'll adjust the the shades as the show moves along. Um, Ryan writes, and happy football Friday, dupe troop. Here we go. Jeff Kabilis, Moose at the helm. Um, Wayne loves dupe troop. I don't know if I do, if that'll stick, but it's okay. Um, It's okay. Jeff's watching as well, so we say good morning to everybody here on the program. RodPeterson.com is the website, and that's where you can vote on the poll question today. Um, We'll get to that in a second, um, because I want to start with last night. Um, I was downtown at a place um, where I watched the game. Sorry, it was called Elephant and Castle, where I watched the game last night. It was an official watch party for the Voyagers. If you know who the Voyagers are, follow them on Instagram. Voyagers are a Canadian soccer support group. And look at this last night, where they had watch parties all across the country. This is a big group. And they actually are over in Australia, following Team Canada. But they had official watch parties all throughout Canada, including Saskatoon and Regina. Here's some shots of the watch party last night. That guy was pumped. Not for Canada doing anything great. (laughs) That was the moment that the referee awarded Christine Sinclair the penalty. And the place went nuts. Subsequently, she missed the penalty. 
I think you got one more photo here. Yeah, that was moments before taking a shot at the screens. Um, so great spot downtown where we watched the game. Um, Christine Sinclair missed the penalty. Everybody's talking about it this morning. And Canada comes away with a nil-nil draw. And somebody, this is what I overheard in the pub last night. By the way, that the game, um, Eastern, was a 10.30 p.m. start. So it wasn't out of there till after midnight. Um, and then the drive home, it was a late night. Um, but one thing I overheard was... That was effing embarrassing. And people were upset. I mean, they were really upset. Canada is the number seven ranked team in the world. Okay? Nigeria was the 40th ranked team in the world. Like, I've been told these world rankings don't mean that much, but they mean something. They give you an idea of where you stack up. And it's based off results in the last you know, calendar year or, or a little bit, last number of months. And if you beat a really good team um, and you get fortunate, you'll move up really greatly. If you have one bad outing and you lose to somebody lower than you, it'll negatively affect your world ranking and that might skew things a little bit. But it doesn't get easier for Canada. They've got Ireland on Wednesday, who's the number 22 team in the world. And then Australia to round out, wrap up group play, Australia is the number 10 seed. So Canada is the number one ranked team in this group, in Group B. But it doesn't get easier. And now they're calling Wednesday's game with Ireland a must win. I thought Canada had some opportunities that they played well, as much as I know the game. Um, again, the penalty for Christine Sinclair. I thought that was just going to be such a magical moment. She's 40, possibly playing in her last World Cup. And an opportunity in that moment to give Canada a big lead and possibly take the pressure off for a win. And it was a great save. She didn't play that poorly. Goaltender, the keeper guessed right, made the save. Our goaltending was good. But how about this? Bet Regal, if you go to their social, and they're on it, man. Bet Regal is on it, our official a betting partner of the RP show, they posted a prop watch. So before the game, they said, and it was about 18, 19 hours ago now that they posted it. So it was well before the game, during the day, they posted a prop watch. And it was a plus 315 prop watch for the first player to score. And it was Christine Sinclair. And she had the opportunity and the penalty to be the first player to score to give everybody cashing it in at betregal.net on the prop bet. And unfortunately, she missed out on that one. So that one was really tough. But thanks to the Voyagers for hosting the watch party. It was great. I believe the game on Wednesday is a morning game. I don't know if the pubs will be open or not. We'll find out leading up to Wednesday. Um, but at the very least, we'll go somewhere with a coffee or we'll watch it, you know, um, at home and, and check out Canada and Ireland. Um, the other note from the World Cup here is the USA. They're in action against Vietnam. Um, that's coming up 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So the Americans will open on the women's side um, tonight. But it's a big game day across uh, Canada and the U.S. CFL Week 7 continues tonight. 
Uh, the Open continues in Liverpool, Royal Liverpool. They're into round two and kind of getting through round two now. Um, World Cup, I mentioned, continues tonight. The Jays are in Seattle coming off a big win last night over San Diego. All the uh, guys and gals from Anthem Sports and Entertainment got a chance to go to the game, and the Jays took care of business for nothing. So I hope you guys had a great afternoon. And on Sunday, for those of you who are into it, the Hungarian Grand Prix is on Sunday. The Jays in Seattle game, they open up their series tonight in Seattle against the Mariners. Uh, 10-10 first pitch Eastern tonight. So 8-10 for those of you in the mountain time zone. Um, to the YouTube comments, um, let me just got to refresh these and scroll down a little bit. Allie's watching, says, Happy Friday, RP Squad, and hey, Moose. Hey, Allie, enjoy the show. Um, they're going back and forth here a little bit. Rod's watching, he says hi, so that's great. <laughs> Stacy watching says, We've been duped, yes. So enjoy. Hope you enjoy. Hope you stick around and enjoy the show. And Rod will be back on Monday. Safe travels, RP. I know you'll be hitting the road. Um, Jeff writes in Sinclair should have hammered that ball. Yeah, but if you're going to, usually when I see players hammer it, it's into the upper corner, right? Or it's up high where the goaltender or the keeper can't reach it, even if they guess that way. This was one trying to, you know, guess which side, I think. It felt like it. And the keeper guessed right. And then Sinclair tried to follow up on the rebound and wasn't able to get there. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Christine Sinclair missing the penalty was literally a top story on BBC News today. Yeah, I chuckle, but it was. Um, so, oh, <laughs> Stephen Kleinsaucer is writing. It says, dupes, I was half asleep. A few too many watching Moneyball. I could have swore it was you in it. Upon further review, it turns out it was Brad Pitt. Never been called How Brad Pitt that? before. How about that? This Beautiful. is a new one. Brad Pitt would be new for me. Um, Jeff says it was not a win, but kind of a win for Nigeria. Absolutely. It was a great night for Nigeria. I think them getting a draw in their opener was huge. It sets them up you know, for a chance to maybe upset Ireland or, or Australia. Uh, they're not expected to get out of the group play, but a, a game like this will move them forward. They were celebrating after the draw, and they had chances to win it. They had chances to win it. Kevin the Medium writes in and says, Good morning, RP Peeps Football Friday. Is there a better day of the week? I don't know if there is, Kevin. Enjoy. This is going to be a lot of fun. Coming up on the program today, Jim Barker, now of TSN, will be on the show in hour two. And Matt Baker, the BC Lions, is going to be alongside here in hour one. Um, Lang's watching says the Hungarian Grand Prix should be good watching too. And Arlan Bruce writes in and says the loss Edmonton Elks did it again. Will the Argonauts go undefeated before the Elks win? Well, with that, I know we're running uh, short on time. Hit the quick six show horn, if you will, and we'll get down to business. I'll wait. <laughs> Maybe. If you got it. One more from the comments. Benjamin Getz writes in and says, Good morning, Darren. Get ready, uh, ready for another football Friday. So, no flip, no uh, quick six show horn, guys. 
Okay, tell me what was going on back there. There's got to be a good story. Giggling about some condoms. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Point one was Canada, Nigeria, nil-nil draw the World Cup last night. I uh, watched it at Elephant and Castle. It was awesome. We had a great time. And uh, we'll hopefully be back there for more games. Follow them on social media. Um, point two, the Edmonton Elks were in Winnipeg last night. And it was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with a 28-14 win over the Elks is week seven kicked off. We're going to talk a lot about that in the next segment, but we're going to run through the stats. Great crowd for a Thursday night, 28,512. Bravo, Winnipeg, for that. Great work. Um, it wasn't all that easy for Winnipeg last night. Um, I thought the Elks kept it close for a bit. That 80-yard touchdown pass that Cornelius, when he hooked up with Mitchell down the sideline, on a great move in response to, I believe it was the Dembski touchdown, um, that was great. Um, really thought that, you know, there was some moments in that game. That made it close again. Um, but again, untimely interception inside the red zone from Cornelius when you're, you know, driving and you have an opportunity to put points on the board. Those things are hurting the Edmonton Elks right now. Um, there are things they're doing well, but those things are really hurting. Kenny Lawler made his return. Seven receptions, 93 yards for Winnipeg. Led the team with nine targets. That he was good. That great catch on the sideline. Now, on the review, they say it hit the turf. Well, they, they don't say. I saw it hit the turf on the review. But they got the playoff in time before Chris Jones could throw the challenge flag. Um, doesn't matter. The catch counts. It goes on the stat line. We can say it was an incompletion if we want. Um, but he, you know... Good job by Winnipeg to get back to the line and get the next playoff. So I thought there was a lot of good things from Winnipeg last night, a lot of good things from Edmonton. Winnipeg needed that, and they really got it done in the fourth uh, fourth quarter when it mattered. Patrolman Pizza, 6-6 at the half was an oof. Yeah, but when it mattered, your boys got the job done. He said, glorious night for football in the peg. Um, Wayne says, I always love football Friday on the RP show. Um, so there's that. Um, Jeff says, Swag Kelly going to keep rolling. Talking about Chad Kelly, the Argos quarterback. We're going to talk about him later on and the MOP race that he likely is leading. Carlos in Indianapolis, the Elks couldn't handle the Blue Bombers' D-line in the fourth quarter. Look it. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. When the chips are down... The Blue Bombers dug in and took care of business on Thursday night. Um, Jeff also goes on to say, if Cornelius could run the ball the entire game, Elks could have won. He had 55 rushing yards in the opening half. I thought that was really great. And they may have found something if they can continue to get him to use his legs and get outside the pocket. You don't want to force it, but it's something you need to look at if you're the Edmonton Elks moving forward is you need to use the legs. Winnipeg has struggled at times against teams with an athletic quarterback, which begs the question, why not have a special package for Trey Ford? Like Winnipeg did with Chris Strebler. They won a great cup with that package. I think it could help Edmonton out a lot. And 
I'm not telling them anything that they haven't already thought about. Drops killing the Elks this season. And Lang writes in on YouTube and says, no stopping the Argos. They have a great cup date scheduled against the Bombers. Ooh, that is interesting. How about Look, we're only just getting started here on a Friday on the RP show. Lots coming up. So uh, we'll get deep into that Elks-Bombers game. We're going to look ahead to the rest of week seven. We've got news out of the NFL. There is training camps open. We'll check in with the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool and more when we come back, including diving into the text line at 902-518-3033. Our peace show on a football Friday continues. Listening maybe live on WQEE or later on the podcast on Apple and Spotify or watching streaming on YouTube and coast to coast and across North America on the Game Plus TV network. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, good. Welcome back to the show. Look, the kitchen is fired up in the studio, and we are working on some TikTok creations on a Friday. Kind of something we do every Friday. And I may have went back and sampled a little bit of it in the uh, commercial break. Um, I guess the question is, have you tried any of these things that you see on Instagram or TikTok? And what's the best thing that you've had that you've tried? Because, you know, food is such a big part of the Internet. Um, So we had these protein, chicken, avocado, cheese, wrap, roll-up things. And then you dice them up and you fry them. and So good. So Fridays are off to a great start on a football Friday. It's kind of like we're having tailgate food um, before we get ready for the uh, um, Argos and Ticats tonight, which, by the way, we're going to. So if you're going to be in Hamilton tonight, uh, let us know on the text line, 902-518-3033, and maybe we'll find some time to say hello 
uh, prior to the game or, you, or we'll uh, find a time to meet up and do a little meet and greet in the Hammer. Going to be a fun one tonight. The Argos undefeated. Ticats uh, looking for back-to-back wins. Uh, we'll get to more of that coming up as we look ahead to Week 7 in the Canadian Football League because still looking for Saturday plans. We'll talk about that a little bit later on after the, uh, the Powerball ruined my weekend. They're underway at the Open Royal Liverpool in round two. Uh, Brian Harmon, after an opening round 67, even better, six under 65 in round two. He's got a six-shot lead over Tommy Fleetwood. He is 10 under right now. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood on the course after a 66 in the opening round, a five under 66. He's one over um, right now on um, this Friday. Um, where is Rory McIlroy? He was one under today after an even par 71 in round one. Rory McIlroy firing a one under 70 here in round two. Brooks Kepka is on the course. He's one under today, two under for the tournament, tied for seventh place. And our boy, 50-year-old Stuart Sink, is uh, plus one today. So now he's he's at minus two. He's tied for seventh with a group that includes Kepka, Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama, Wyndham Clark. So a lot of names we're familiar with. McElroy, Max Homa, one off that pace, tied for 14th in a group that includes Xander Shoffley, Cam Young. The one side of all this as well, um, and we'd have to look and see exactly. Let me scroll here and see if we can find the Canadians. There's just two Canadians in the tournament, and it's all based on your world golf rankings and previous events. And Canada has been playing some of the best golf of anybody lately, the Canadians have been. But uh, Nick Taylor... Six over right now. He shot a one over 72 yesterday and a five over 76 today. Um, He's projected to miss the cut. Um, And the other Canadian, not looking good. I'm going to have to do a little bit more digging. Hard to do this on the fly. Corey Connors, where is he? Um, I must have skipped past him. So uh, we'll find where Corey Connors is on this leaderboard right now. Looks like, well, we're going to find it. Yeah, Corey Connors, there we go, plus two, has 73 yesterday, 71 even par today. He's in the cut line right now. The projected cut line is at plus four. You're out, plus three. You are in for the weekend. Uh, To the YouTube comments, let's see what's going on there. Snowman says, hey, hey, happy birthday, Snowman. Happy birthday from the RP show. Um, He's celebrating a birthday today and celebrating with us, so... uh, Cheers. We'll, we'll cheers our coffee to that. Um, Wayne in Victoria says, hope the Ticats can make it a good game. Ryan H. says, great start. We're in for a great, a great one today. Yeah, we are. It's going to be a really, really great show. Look, I want to put a bowl on the game last night. And to do that, we're going to look at the numbers. Okay, we're going to run through last night's numbers um, in the game. Um, Winnipeg... Won the battle, time of possession, 32 minutes to 26 minutes. Um, they had three sacks, pretty pretty quiet day on that front. Three sacks for 19 yards. Um, Edmonton, two sacks for 10 yards. Winnipeg, 12 first downs, seven through the air, one on the ground. Edmonton, nine first downs, five of them through the air. Uh, we'll roll through. I want to get to your player stats here, if we can. So for Edmonton. Offensively, 
Taylor Cornelius was 17 of 29 for 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So the question that I would ask you, did Taylor Cornelius do enough to earn another start, keeping this game close at the half, giving them an opportunity early in the second half, you know, to come back and, and be close for a bit leading into the fourth quarter? Um, I don't know if he did, but did he do enough to earn another start? That's the question right now um, that I want to know. Um, on the ground, Taylor Cornelius led all Elks in rushing, four carries, 57 yards. The issue with that, 55 of the 57 yards came in the first half. So if he'd have got the legs going, and, and, and credit Winnipeg, keeping him contained in the second half. Kevin Brown, 11 carries for 51 yards. Dylan Mitchell was the leading receiver. He caught the touchdown pass, the 80-yard bomb. Uh, four receptions, 115 yards on eight targets. Kyran Moore took a step back after a 100-plus yard game a week ago in the loss to Hamilton. He had five receptions on seven targets for 43 yards. Uh, Vincent Forbes, mom blow, 22, uh, 22 yards on three receptions. Um, there was a few others, but that is the highlights there. Uh, defensively, Tony Jones um, led the team with seven solo tackles, one for a loss to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And it was another good day for Zach Caleros. Uh, Calaris went 20 of 24 for 308 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Like, for Zach, in today's CFL and where the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are, that's whole hum. That's a whole hum. 20-24, 308, two touchdowns, and an interception. Brady Oliveira had a great game, 17 carries, 110 yards. Uh, and uh, a couple others, including Dembski, had a couple other carries. Nick Dembski was the leading receiver. Four receptions, 115 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Lawler, seven receptions on a, te a team-high seven receptions on a team-high nine targets, 93 yards. And Rasheed Bailey caught the other touchdown pass, one of three catches, 23 yards on the game. Dalton Schoen, two catches, 42 yards, left the game in the third quarter, lower body injury, but expected to be okay and expected that he will tough things out. So that's really good news. Um, I want to get to the poll question. We've got, um, we're going to go to BC next with our interview, but I want to get to this poll question. And before we do that, uh, we'll move to point four in the quick six show topics. The Washington Commanders, and you can keep the graphic up the whole time, Washington Commanders sale is now official. It's $6.05 billion sale, a new record for a North American sports franchise. It was passed the vote unanimously to a group that included billionaire, led by billionaire Josh Harris. Uh, Dan Snyder was then subsequently fined $60 million um, and some of the uh, notes in there, sexually harassing an employee and financial impropriety. Um, this group, led by Josh Harris, the billionaire, is also involving Magic Johnson. And on Thursday and into Friday, there was talk here of uh, Magic Johnson in the press about a possible rebrand for the commanders. Okay? He's quoted as saying, quote, Everything is on the table. 
And at the end of this year, they're going to be exploring a name change. Not definitively, but they're going to explore it. So the poll question is simply this. What should the Washington Commanders do? Keep the name Commanders? Change it back to, my favorite, the Washington football team? Or other? Change it to something else completely. Clark, what's leading on YouTube? Yeah. Change it entirely or other is leading 45% of the vote. The other two are splitting the way. I vote go back to Washington football team. There was a great comment in here. Um, Let me go back from Carlos in Indianapolis regarding the Washington football team name. He said, regarding the poll, when the Washington Redskins came to an end, they should have just rebranded completely. New colors, new name, new everything, allowing the skins to be properly buried for good. It's a great question. Great question. Or a great thought. I mean, it's not a question. Um, And I don't hate it. Edmonton did the same thing. They kept the same colors. They kept the same logo, the EE logo. Um, they kept a lot of the same things, which I think sits in, in, and serves as a reminder of the Eskimos for everybody. And I think that's, you bring up a good point. That's one of the things that is making people hang on to that name and creating a lot of trouble. And it makes it really difficult to move on from Eskimos. And now with the team struggling, you can go right back to, look at this team reminds me of the Eskimos. They should be the Eskimos. Why are they the Elks? Same thing in Washington, same colors, same scheme, you know, nothing, not a lot changed. Um, it's a great, great thought. I don't know at the same time. Can you imagine being an Edmonton Elks fan or an Edmonton football club fan? Okay. And let's say they were purple. Would you be okay with that? Would that be okay if the Edmonton team was, was purple or teal? I'm trying to think of colors that aren't used in the Canadian Football League. Teal, like the Miami Dolphins, purple, orange is already used, red's already used. I mean, you can have more than one team with the same color scheme, you know, burgundy, like Washington. I don't know. It's a thought. Lang writes in on YouTube and says, Washington football team, let the fans name the team organically. I think just call it the Washington football team. I think that'd be cool. It'd be kind of classic throwback. Not nostalgic, because I don't know if they've been called that before. But I like that. Uh, Patrolman Pete says, if I were an Edmonton fan, I would have appreciated the continuity versus changing everything totally. Right, but doesn't that just make you wish that it was the Eskimos still? You know? Um, I understand. It does, it does, um, does ring true. Like, it does give you some good feelings. It doesn't completely lose the tradition and the history of what, Edmonton's been proud for. They're a proud franchise. So to completely lose the green and gold, I think would be tough. I think it would be really, really tough. Um, lots of good suggestions coming in. Um, <clears throat> Jen writes in says, personally, I liked the, the football team. It's WTF, but it's not. It's WFT. How that would about be that? the Washington team football. Um, we all take. know what that stands for. We could call it Washington team football, but I don't know if that's the case. And then finally, 
Jeff writes in and says, Snyder should never have had the reins to this team from the beginning, right? His investment into the Washington Football Club and the Redskins earned him a 700% return on his investment. $6.05 billion. Dundies. Wow. We're going to go to BC next and tee up the watermelon smash. Riders and BC Lions, Saturday in Vancouver. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll go to the West Coast next here on the RP Show on a football Friday. Listening on the podcast, maybe live on WQEE, but you're watching on YouTube and on Game Plus TV. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Darren DuPont in for Rod Peterson here on a football Friday on the Rod Peterson Show. We go to the text line at 902-518-3033. Jeff writes in on the text line says, Chad Kelly is showing everybody that it's on-field play isn't the reason he's up here. He's an NFL-caliber quarterback, and the only reason he's not down there is off-field issues. My question is, does he earn himself another shot down south by cleaning up his act and having a knockout season up here? Given the chance, I'm sure he'd be all over that. Um, That's pretty interesting. I don't know about the off-field stuff for Chad Kelly. I'm not going to go there and touch that, but he's having a great year. And the uh, Toronto Argonauts look to stay unbeaten tonight when they uh, visit the Hamilton Tiger Cats. On Saturday, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are in BC, where the Lions are 10 point favorites. And that's where we go now to the West Coast and welcome in Matt Baker to the program. Bakes, I saw you in Toronto when the, when the Lions were here to take on the Argos. And I want to say, when you're on the road like that, how much freedom do you have to explore the city, go out and grab a meal on your own? Or are you just in and out on a business trip? A uh, little bit of both. Uh, dupes, first off, great to be here. Yeah, it was great to see you a couple weeks ago. Uh, to answer your question, well, if you're talking about that trip in particular, um, we stayed at a pretty nice hotel, uh, the Hotel X, about a 10-minute f- walk to BMO Field. So there's a couple cool amenities there to, to, to sample. There was a nice rooftop pool. Didn't go swimming, didn't pack the Ooh. trunk, sadly, but... Um, yeah, usually game day is a chance to either sleep in and explore for those of us not doing actual football. So I actually took a nice walk along the lakeshore there, um, went all the way to the Rogers Center. I still, Sky Dome as I still call Whoa. it, but you know how, yeah, keeping it old school. But so it's about a 75 minute walk round trip. So you get some morning steps in and I've got my spots. Wow. Um, Victoria's Tavern in Regina, for those watching and listening. Uh, one of my favorite road spots, Hell just yes. so you know. Um, <laughs> it helps when you can walk back to the hotel in like 
30 seconds to so yeah i, I mean um, say, I, it's not a 75 minute round trip anywhere on feet in montana <laughs> So th this is a great country, as we all know, and, and, and I take pride in being able to travel the country. And, and part of that is, is just trying to take in uh, as much as I can. Uh, we unfortunately don't go to Ottawa this year, but the little walk up to Parliament Hill and back, probably the best walk as far as uh, the CFL circuit goes. So, um, yeah, I, I try to get out and explore as much as I can. And um, once the ball's kicked off, that's really when the real work begins. I love it. I love that. Um, you're at home this week, welcoming the Saskatchewan mm -hmm. Rough Riders. Tell me about Watermelon Smash and all the fun that's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, so this is a concept that we were planning pretty much right when the schedule was released uh, around Christmas time. Um, as everyone knows, uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are known for having a good fan base, a traveling fan base, and Really, a lot of the changes you've seen here with our team is uh, the game day experience, making each game its unique event outside of the game. So the Watermelon Smash, uh, for those coming or, or making the trip out, it's all going to get going at 11 o'clock a.m., so five hours before kickoff. We're going to have a separate tailgate for Ryder fans, a Lions tailgate, uh, as always, uh, at our backyard party is what we call it, outside at Terry Fox Plaza. So uh, there's going to be $5 Molson's, $5 Watermelon Seltzers, keeping the theme going. So, And there's going to be some contests. Uh, there's going to be a watermelon eating contest as part of this. So uh, dupes, if, if you know anyone, uh, any Ryder <laughs> fans uh, that, can, that can smash a watermelon in record time, make sure that they do this. So yeah, they're... The watermelon theme, we're kind of going all in on it, and uh, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it's gotten people talking. So, yeah, that's kind of the unique part of this one is uh, we're going to have a dedicated tailgate party uh, for anyone showing cool. up uh, in green. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, talking about the game day stuff at home, it's a little more crazy, um, you know, dealing with stuff yeah. inside. But I'm going to do my best to poke outside uh, for a few minutes and, and see what's going on. Uh, we're, we're excited about you this one. It's going to be a solid event. Yeah, you got to do it. Upper deck is open. It's going to be a great, great yep. game. Look, when I hear Watermelon Smash, all I can think about is that video. I don't know if you remember. I think it was the amazing race when they were slingshotting the watermelon and it got caught mm. in the slingshot and it came right back and smoked the contestant in the face. I hope yeah. there's none of that going on. <laughs> Just have some good old, good old fashioned fun. Yeah, you never know. It could be a few surprises. You <laughs> never know. I'm looking forward to that. Look, um, this has been a great year already for the Lions, not off the, not just off the field, but on the field. And I want to get from your perspective, that transition, which seems to be seamless from Nathan Rourke to Vernon Adams Jr. They're not the same player. They have different skill sets. I get it at times. They're different people, but mm -hmm. it just seems like the organization has handled this so well, both, you know, in the locker room and on the field. Um, how have you how have they been able to do that? And what have you kind of observed from your spot? Well, from my perch, uh, all I can I can say, uh, Vernon Adams Jr. himself deserves the most credit. Uh, as everyone knows, um, he was acquired midseason. Not easy circumstances stepping in for a kid who was literally on pace to break Doug Flutie's 35, 40 year old records. Um, more like 32, 1991. But anyway, math isn't my strong suit, as you can see. <laughs> um, but what I took, this is a guy that came in and he immediately had the ear of the locker room. 
Um, he embraced his situation. His teammates bought in. And, and this is a story I've told a few times uh, on our own podcasts and our own radio shows. Um, th- this team last year in Toronto as well lost a tough game. Uh, Sean White missed a game-tying field goal toward the end that would have forced overtime. And uh, a rare miss for him. And, and the first guy to come console him, he basically did a beeline from the other end of the sideline to the bench was Vernon Adams Jr. And I kind of looked at that moment and said, okay, yeah, this guy, he's only been here at this point for, I think, four or five weeks. But this is a guy who has bought in, understood his role, and his teammates have reciprocated that to him. And I'm going to do another plug for our our Arrow Up off-season documentary content. Vernon hosted the receivers and the defensive backs in his hometown where he lives, Tacoma, Washington, about a three-hour drive south of here put them up, fed them. They did uh, on-field work. They did film study. I'd never heard of anything like that happening before. Um, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't recall this, our league, um, a quarterback uh, taking the initiative before training camp. So, and I think that's translated into the early success. Um, You know, they're averaging upwards of 400 net yards per game. Vernon himself is on pace for over 5,000 yards. I know it's boring just to throw out the stats because that's only part of the story. And I think you're seeing the benefit of holding that off-season OTA, if you will. So everyone's bought in, and you've heard Rick Campbell mention the word continuity, uh, perhaps too much, but it's not too much because I think you're seeing uh, offense, defense, special teams, there's a core of players here who have been here now two, three years, and they built the team a certain way coming out of the stoppage going into 2021, a little young, and they were willing to sacrifice a little bit of short-term pain, missing the playoffs going five and nine. But now that this group has grown together, um, you're seeing uh, the dividends being paid, and, and Vernon is a big part of that. Well, he is. Um, there's no doubt about it. And so really love this story uh, in the CFL for sure is Vernon Adams. Who is a guy, I want to ask you about this too, who's somebody who's not getting enough pub right now on the BC Lions? Um, I'll go to the defensive line. Uh, look at a guy like Josh Banks. Uh, Josh Banks and Woody Barron, I'll give you two in the interior. You know, these guys... Uh, what they're doing may not show up on the stat sheet. Like I think Banks might have credit for one tackle. I know the stats talk is another story for another day, but we'll we'll leave that. But um, you know, these guys are plugging running lanes, and you know they're they're absorbing. Uh, you know, some guys absorb the double teams, and it allows guys like Matthew Betts, who's on pace uh, to do some pretty special things as far as sack totals. So I'd say those guys uh, plugging in the middle of the defensive line. Again, it doesn't necessarily show in live game action, but I guarantee you when these guys are are watching film and and doing their study and doing their grading, those guys in the interior of the defensive line are earning uh, plenty of kudos from the coaching staff. So, and that's important. I mean, it's, you know, you know, it's to use another cliche, the trenches, are important and really both sides the offensive line's doing an outstanding job it's been beneficial having the same five guys in there starting and healthy all season long so far so yeah those you know the those guys in the interior of the defensive line i'd say probably deserve a bit more love yeah jen writes in on youtube and says watermelon smash vodka filled watermelons 
Yeah, maybe in the tailgate. I'm not sure. But um, that's five dollar, five dollar, yeah, five dollar seltzers, Jen, five dollar yep. seltzers. You gotta love it. And they've looked up the watermelon fail on uh, YouTube, so um, that's interesting. They're laughing at that. And Wayne says, "I've always liked Vernon Adams Jr. He's a team guy and a talented quarterback." So on that note, yeah, we'll say uh, thank you. Enjoy watermelon smash. I hope it's a great weekend. And uh, there you go. Got Jason Claremont. Got to get some rider connection in here somewhere. There's Claremont. <laughs> I know Wally traded him maybe a couple years too early to Regina, but you guys benefited from it. So there you go. <laughs> we benefited after a great career in BC. Bakes, good to see you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, anytime. Yep, look forward to it. All right, Matt Baker, the BC Lions, joining us here. Watermelon Smash is on Saturday. Um, yeah, Randy, you got to post the link to that YouTube video in there. It is so funny. So funny. Like she pulls the watermelon back and it was about hitting targets and the little, you know, in the slingshot, the little, uh, I guess you want to call it pocket. You put the watermelon in, it got twisted, right? As it shot up, it got twisted and came right back and smoked her in the face. Yeah. Like, can, can you say like CTE? Concussion? Woo! Um, Craig Campbell says, Adams did the same thing with Montreal prior to the season. Must be a really de dedicated teammate. And Jen says, Claremont used to work here at the Four Seasons back in the day. Good Regina guy. And now he's crushing it in the real estate game. All right. We'll take a step aside. Viewer takeover next as we put a bow on hour one and tee up hour two, where we're going to look ahead to the rest of week seven in the Canadian Football League. And Jim Barker from the TSN panel will be alongside early in hour two, segment two. So looking forward to that one coming up a little bit later on. RP show continues on a football Friday here on Game Plus TV all across North America. YouTube live listening on WQEE or on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Put a bowl on hour one of the podcast, our episode today, and here on Game Plus Television, wherever you're watching. Darren DuPont with you here. It's going to be a great second segment of the podcast next in an hour two, where we'll get more into CFL Week 7. Argos and Ticats tonight, Riders and Lions Saturday, Red Blacks and Stampeders Sunday. We'll talk about those games coming up next hour. More news out of the NFL, some great news too. And our poll question, let's update this one more time. If you're the Washington Commanders, um, they've talked about Magic Johnson as part of the ownership group. 
of revisiting the name at the end of the year. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep it, Commanders? Change it to my favorite, the Washington football team? Or do something completely different? We'll update that coming back in hour two. Madden rankings are out. We'll talk about those in hour two. And Jim Barker will join us on the TSN panel. That's all ahead. Thanks for listening to hour one of the podcast. Hit the next segment and load up your coffee, your snacks, and get ready for hour two of the program here on Game Plus TV.